Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect this is episode 298, and this week, I'm not speaking with inspiring, passionate people. This week, I'm sharing an update on my move to North Carolina and the renovation project we're executing here at our little place called Walden Pond. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information CAD details, BIM specifications, and so much more at rcat.com. And FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure. Spend less time on accounting and more time doing the work you love. So it's been a while since I updated you on my construction process here in North Carolina. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I just recently moved to North Carolina from New York. Back in episode 201, I uh, shared a little bit of our thoughts on building a new house down here in North Carolina. Uh, we purchased property in um, Marvin and had a great idea to build a house. And so I, back in episode 201, I shared the idea of what we were going to do and how we were going to do it. We purchased that property, went through a whole process of designing and getting ready to build over there. And in episode 234, um, just to give you a sense of where we are now, this is 298. So that first episode was 201. That was 97 weeks ago. 
Um, things have changed since then. But in, in episode 234, uh, we were still trying to build. We designed the house and, and we were trying to get it built. And we talked about the process of finding the contractors to give us pricing on that and our struggles with the budget and just how it wasn't working the way we wanted it to work. Um, but I believe still in that episode, uh, we were still planning on building new. And then uh, 268, episode 260, no, 265, episode 265 was the third update on our progress down here in North Carolina. We were still living in New York at that point, um, but we decided to abandon the idea of building new. We sold that property that we had purchased for that, and we bought a new, uh, not a new house, we bought a house to renovate. We bought an existing house in Marvin here in North Carolina. Uh, it's actually in Waxhaw, Waxhaw, W-A-X-H-A-W, Waxhaw, North Carolina is where we are. And um, in episode 265, uh, we updated you on that process of, of going through the uh, process of buying this house, which was a struggle. It was a short sale, and we uh, went back and forth with the prior owner, who also was representing himself as the, as the seller's agent, which was very interesting when you're trying to buy a house that's a short sale where it's essentially uh, controlled and owned by the bank, but the person who's selling it is the person who doesn't want to get rid of it. <laughs> so that was interesting. Uh, but we, we made our way through that. We did purchase the house and, uh, and we, um, we had planned to renovate it. And so in that last episode, 265, uh, we, had the, uh, we had the house we talked about a little bit about the condition of the house. It was in very poor condition, it, uh, and um, it was pretty dated. It was built in '93, and it was it was uh, it was state of the art in '93. It was synthetic stucco and um, had the false arches over the windows. It had everything that 1993 demanded at the time. Uh, it turns out that the house was very very well built. It's just. Uh, it was just sort of dated, and it was pretty neglected. It had not been updated really ever. I think the, the kitchen probably was renovated at some time along the way, uh, but the systems were all original, and it's, uh, it needed a whole lot of love. It certainly did. It needed a whole lot of love. And so we did make that move uh, from New York to North Carolina in July. The uh, the sale of our house in in Chappaqua, New York, went very smoothly. One of the things I think I mentioned in the last episode was our our uh, ambivalence of selling that house in New York. And th- we lived in that house for more than 20 years. And we uh, took it from a house that had not been updated since the 70s. It was built in 1934, stucco house in the woods of Chappaqua. Um, it was our dream house as two young architects. And we renovated it and made it ours and we fell in love with it. It became a part of our family and and uh, we raised our family in that house and it was very difficult to make the decision to sell it and move it and move to North Carolina. Um, th- and just for anybody who doesn't know, we moved to North Carolina to be with family. That's a qu- common question. Why did you move to North Carolina? Well, we moved for family. We moved for family because my brothers are both here north of Charlotte up near Lake Norman. And both of Anne Marie's brothers and her mom and dad are south of Charlotte, where we are now. We are south of Charlotte as well. 
And so that's why we moved. That's why we moved from New York to North Carolina. And selling our house was difficult. And we were concerned about who was going to buy it and what they might do with it. It's a relatively small house. It was 1,200 square feet or so. Um, When we bought it, it was 900 square feet. It was a cottage built by a doctor in the 30s for his daughter. Um, And in the 30s, it was literally in the middle of nowhere. And the town of Chappaqua built up around it. And when we got it, it was original. And uh, literally, even the original 1934 kitchen. Uh, For years, we lived with a refrigerator in the basement (laughs) because we couldn't fit it in the kitchen. Um, But we did. We added an addition, and we built a second floor, and we loved it. And it was very difficult to sell. And so we did find a buyer who loves the house as much as we do. And that is so important to us that we sold that house to someone who loves it and understands what we put into it. And hopefully uh, with the renovations that they may do to make it their own house, uh, they may fall in love with it as well. And they may hopefully keep the character and and the integrity of what that little house in the the woods of Chappaqua is. Um, And so we're happy with the buyers there. And we did move in July. And we moved into this house with the plans of doing a full whole house renovation uh, which people are asking us why we are doing that. Well, we don't have any place to go. This is where we live now. So, you know, we knew what we're getting into. Um, the kids are settling in here. My oldest son, James, is a freshman in Syracuse. So he had no problems with us moving to North Carolina. He didn't really care. He was going north to Syracuse anyway, and he's doing well there. He's coming home for Thanksgiving, so I'm happy about that. Um, and uh, my middle son, Henry, and my daughter Charlotte are uh, all settled in at Marvin Ridge Middle School and Marvin Ridge High School. And uh, Charlotte's in seventh grade and Henry is a sophomore, uh, 10th grade. And Charlotte's a swimmer and Henry's a rower and they settled right into their teams. And, uh, you know, a little bit of a difficulty sort of settling in at school. They're both doing well in school, but, you know, um, Charlotte's pretty social. So she made some quick friends, but Henry's a sophomore. You know, remember your sophomore year in high school? Uh, you sort of find your people as a freshman, right? And you find your people. And uh, he found his people in New York. And then we took him away and we took him to North Carolina. And so it took a long time for him to find his place here. And he is, every day, it's getting better and he's finding friends. And the, the rowing team has really been a godsend for Henry. He's he's an exceptional rower, if I do say so myself. I'm very proud of him. Um, and he's a varsity rowing team. And he rows at Lake Wiley in South Carolina. Well, actually, in North Carolina. It's, it's Wiley's half and half. And um, and he found he's found a good a, a group of excellent friends, really good friends. And some of those friends are in school with him. And so he's really found a place there with his rowing team, and and, uh, he's a leader on that team, and so he's doing well. He's doing very well. Um, And so that's the kids. The kids sort of settled in well. We'll be right back to our conversation after this quick break to say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect, RCAT, and FreshBooks. Have you been to RCAT.com recently? It's the number one most used website for finding building product information, and it has a new look. RCAT has updated their site to get you the data that you want 
that much faster. Their search now allows you to choose what kind of information you want, like CAD, BIM specifications, and you only get those results. Just that data, that's all you're going to get. RCAT is also constantly fine-tuning their search engine to make sure you keep getting the information that you ask for, fast and easy. Of course, it's still free and it requires no registration, not even a login. It doesn't require any email. It does not require any money. It's free. If you need building product information and you haven't yet used RCAT, it's time to go check it out. If you've never tried RCAT, head over to RCAT.com and try it out. You'll be glad that you did. That's RCAT.com, A-R-C-A-T.com. Go check it out and let them know that Entree Architect sent you. In case you were wondering, 192 hours works out to about two business days every month. Two business days. Well, why the math? If you're an architect and you're using FreshBooks cloud accounting software, that's the amount of admin time that you can save every year. How? Well, FreshBooks is so fast and so easy to use that it changes the way that you deal with your paperwork. FreshBooks is the simplest way to be more productive, more organized, and most importantly, it will get you paid quickly. You can create and send really professional looking invoices in under 30 seconds. And when you email a client an invoice, FreshBooks can show you whether they've seen it, which puts an end to that guessing game on you know, whether they got that invoice or not. If waiting for a client's check in the mail is slowing you down, slowing down that cash flow, with literally two clicks, you can set yourself up to receive online payments. Oh, and your clients, they will love paying by credit card straight from their invoice. FreshBooks helps you avoid having that awkward talk with your clients about past due payments. FreshBooks automates late payment email reminders. This is my favorite part. So you can spend less time chasing payments and more time working on your projects. If you have any questions whatsoever, FreshBooks award-winning customer service is amazingly helpful. They're super friendly and they have zero attitude. Plus a real live person usually answers in three rings or less. To claim your month-long unrestricted free trial, go to entrearchitect.com slash freshbooks and enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's entrearchitect.com slash freshbooks. RCAT and FreshBooks. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. Um, one of the common questions that come to me very often is, so where are you, what are you doing with your architecture studio? Did you move your architecture studio? Five Cat Studio is the name of our firm. Um, what did you do with it? You know, how, are you moving it to North Carolina? Well, the answer is yes and no. Officially, because it's a New York uh, professional corporation, we can no longer own it in New York because now we live in North Carolina. And in order to uh, own a professional corporation in New York, uh, it, you need to be based in New York. You need to live in New York. So we're going to close that corporation and we're going to open up a new corporation here in North Carolina. Um, we do have a few projects pending. We're still in construction. We have two projects in construction. One is a pool house and one is a whole house renovation up in New York. And those are coming along well, and so we need to wrap those projects up. And we're starting a new project, which probably will happen in the new corporation, but we did start it. It's up in Williamstown, Massachusetts, up near Williams University. 
um, and, or Williams College. I think it's college. Uh, I've never been to Williamstown. I was there uh, about a week ago, two weeks ago maybe. I went up to check out an existing house that we are going to uh, – do some renovations to part of it and tear down other pieces of it and build a new house for a friend and contractor uh, who's done a lot of work for us over the years. And so we're going to help him uh, build a new house in Williamstown. And so that's really exciting. And so that is also coming through the architecture studio, but we will be closing the studio in North in New York and opening a new studio in North Carolina. But the new studio in North Carolina is not going to be the same as it was in New York. New York was a client-based studio. We did additions and alterations for families in, in Westchester County. The new studio will be dedicated to development. So it will be serving our own needs and our own company. And so we are, that's our plan is to uh, become developers here in North Carolina. There's a tremendous amount of residential development happening here in North Carolina and in Charlotte. Um, and so that's our plan, is to uh, become architect developers. We do already own 18 acres in uh, the southern end of Waxhaw, and it's just outside of where the major development is happening now. So all the big developer companies are here, and they're all growing this area tremendously and very, very rapidly. And the development is pushing in that direction, pushing south toward our property. And so we're just sitting and waiting until that development reaches our property, and then we're going to develop that into uh, a development of, of custom residential homes. And our ex expectation with those homes are going to be that they're going to be really special homes. We're going to design some really cool uh, architecture that we hope will be recognized and awarded and published. And, and we want to do some fun things on that 18 acres. And so you can... Stay tuned for that. I'll share all of what we're going to do there. But that's going to take some time for the development to, to reach down in that direction. Um, and, you know, we'll see where those opportunities come. Somebody may come along and say, hey, you want to sell that 18 acres? And maybe we'll sell that and we'll take that money and go do something else with it. But our plan is to develop that. Our plan is to develop that. And in order to prepare for that development work, um, we are renovating this house that we purchased. And the, uh, the plan is to... Once we've learned our skills here, because we really need to learn the market and we need to learn the process here in North Carolina. It's different than in New York, very different, in fact. And uh, our plan is to do some, some flips, you know, do some residential investment, some, some real estate investment. Uh, maybe do some, some flips where we'll buy a house, we'll take our team and we'll renovate it and flip it and sell it and make a profit. Um, or we may buy some properties and renovate them and hold them and rent them and build a portfolio of rentals. And so, and it most likely will probably be a combination of the two. So that's the plan is to finish this project here on our own home, build a rock star team here, and then go do some residential investment um, in, you know, in nearby markets. And so that's, that's what we're doing is we're learning the market. We're learning the systems here, the process of going through uh, a, a, a construction process. And we're learning a tremendous amount. We're learning more than we ever imagined we would learn by doing this, you know, coming from a firm of, of uh, architecture and construction management, having lots of experience in the process. Um, it's very different down here than it was in New York. For one, I don't have the network that I had there, right? I don't have the network of contractors and, 
and subcontractors that I had in New York. And so I'm really starting from scratch here. I'm starting from zero. And my friend, my friend Don Duffy, an architect here in Charlotte, a very active member in the community, so many of you may know him. Don has been a tremendous help to me and, and my wife, Anne-Marie, as we're building this team for our own renovations. He's put us in connection uh, with Michael Palmer, who's a contractor down here, and both Don and Michael have given us a, a tremendous amount of uh, help finding the right people uh, to work on this project with us. And also, Anne-Marie's brother, James, is the owner of Icon Custom Masonry, which is a very large commercial uh, masonry company here in the Charlotte area. And he, too, has given us a tremendous amount of help, both in the masonry and, and, and excavation work that we're doing here through his company, but also giving us many, many contacts to contractors and subcontractors. And so, so we're slowly putting together this team, and, it's, and it really is a rock star team. We really are hoping that many of the people that are working with us on this project will continue with us as we move into real estate investment and real estate development and, uh, and be able to, you know, take this team and and go to do some of these projects. And that's really, you know, that's that's the long-term plan. But we're we're right in the middle of this 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 project that we're working on. This is this project is uh, in full effect here in in Waxhaw, North Carolina. It's in a development called Walden Pond, so you may hear me reference it as Walden Pond and you may see me on social media talking about Walden Pond. If you want to follow the progress of this project, you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm posting updates and photos both on my main feed and in my stories. It's on my personal feed, so you can just find me at Mark Mark R LePage, Mark R LePage uh, on Instagram. And I'm posting photos and updates as as what we're doing. And so on the outside of this house, so give me, let me give you a little bit of a, an idea of what we're doing on this house. So in the last episode, I sort of went through the process of what we had planned to do. Let me tell you what we're doing, which is pretty close to what we had planned to do. Um, it's a whole exterior renovation. So we're renovating the entire exterior. We're changing everything on the exterior of this house. And so it's getting new windows, new doors, new window placement. Some sizes are changing, replacing all of the existing windows. And so all the windows are being replaced. We're taking down the synthetic stucco, which I really don't like, and we're adding um, uh, hardy plank, clabbered siding. And one of the fears that we had, and we knew this going in, was what's under that synthetic stucco, right? When you're buying a house that has synthetic stucco, you especially built in the 90s, you have to assume that underneath that stucco is going to be some really uncomfortable, unwanted mess, right? And so that was our plan. We had expected that. We set our expectations that we would. We found none, none. We had a few leaky sills that had some rot in the, in the, um, in the sheathing, and in fact, we've we've replaced all the sheathing. The sheathing under that stucco was gypsum based. I didn't want any gypsum based uh, sheathing on my house, and so we've replaced all of the gypsum sheathing. Much of it was in in rough shape anyway. Uh, and when we pulled off the stucco, the adhesive for that stucco uh, really did a job on that on the gypsum sheathing. And so we replaced all the gypsum sheathing with OSB exterior sheathing and replaced all of that. And so it's get it has new sheathing, it has new windows and doors, it has new hardy plank siding, and the patios are all pressed concrete. Those are all being covered uh, currently. You may actually hear the masons in the background. 
uh, with bluestone. So all of the patios in the front porch entrance, all bluestone patio or bluestone, two-inch bluestone um, uh, tops. And so it's coming along, right? And, and on top of that, we're, we've added two new uh, steps. We did two new stone steps. So there's, there was a wood deck that uh, gave access to the master bedroom through a French door. We've removed that rod, rotting uh, wood deck and replaced it with a new stone patio, really just a landing and steps to get out to the garden which isn't there yet either. Garden is in the future, so stay tuned for that. It's really just grass right now. Uh, but we are gardeners, actually Anne-Marie's gardeners. I'm a laborer. Uh, but that backyard will be all gardens, and so that, that door will lead to the gardens. And then we also added a new door to an existing laundry room, which we were converting to a mud room slash laundry room. We pushed into the garage a little bit in order to make room for this new door, move the washer and dryer around the corner in the room, and so now we have a new door and a new stone step that access directly from the outside to the mud room because we have two dogs who like to run around in the mud. And this would be a great place for them to come in and out of the house without bringing that Carolina red clay mud, which I'm very, very well acquainted with today <laughs> or, or these days. Everywhere I go, I have red mud all over me. The house, because we put in a full new drainage system, uh, the entire property is red mud. And so it's like, it's almost, in the, if you haven't experienced North Carolina red clay as mud, uh, imagine taking mayonnaise <laughs> and, and adding color to turn it that reddish-orange color. And, uh, and that's what Carolina mud is. It's, it's, like, um, it's like orange mayonnaise. <laughs> and it gets stuck on everything and it stains everything. And so that mudroom is going to be a well-used addition to this house. Eventually, that orange clay will be covered by gardens and will be much less of a problem. But uh, that mudroom will be very, very well used. And so we added those two new steps and we're replacing the front porch. The front porch was designed in the 90s. It's very vertical. A little strange uh, proportion has those fake arches all over it. And so when the synthetic stucco came down, we also tore off that front porch, lowered the roof a little bit, made it a little bit wider, gave it a little bit more of a, a bungalow-feeling front porch, gave it a better proportion to the existing proportions of the house. And we think that it's, it's really added a lot to the, to the house. And you can really, you can watch, see the progress again on Instagram. You can check out what it used to look like with the synthetic stucco and today, what it looks like with the uh, with the hardy plank siding. So that's where we are now. The siding is not finished. The stone's not finished. It hasn't been trimmed or, or it's almost most of the trim is done. Uh, it still needs to be painted. So if you check out Instagram, you'll see where we are right now. So there's lots of work to be done on the outside. We're also doing a lot of work on the inside. On the inside, we reconfigured the foyer because it sort of was just big open plan. We gave the foyer its own definition by adding a French door between the foyer and the living room. Uh, we converted the dining room into Anne Marie's studio just by um, closing up some walls and adding some French doors so it can still be used as a dining room in the future when we sell. Um, but it will be Anne Marie's studio sort of uh, mission control right in the middle of the house. So she has access to, um, to the dogs and the kids and 
but she can still close things up and be quiet and do what she needs to do in her studio. And, uh, and my studio is upstairs in the same house. So we're separated but together, and so it works out beautifully. Um, and so that's what we're doing on the inside. Then we're also going to renovate the kitchen and all the bathrooms. Uh, kitchen sort of next phase. One of the bathrooms right now is demolished and in the process of being renovated. On the inside, the status essentially is that we, we have open walls. We just got our framing inspection, so we need um, our insulation and our drywall done. We still need to trim things, and we need to paint. And so, so we're moving along. That's really the status. Our original deadline of Christmas, that's a month from now, clearly not happening. We have lots more to do. Uh, our new deadline is February, and so that's a lot more likely that that's where we'll land. Um, I'll keep you posted. That's, that's the status of our construction project in North Carolina. I will continue posting on Instagram at Mark R. LePage, so you can share, just go over there and, and subscribe. Follow me there on Instagram at Mark Arla Page. Um, that's the status. That's the status. We're learning lots about the market and the process here in North Carolina, sort of learning what we need to learn in order to take on the next phase. We're building a team, you know, hoping to uh, build a team of really good contractors who we trust and we like and that are skilled, and which is very difficult down here. And the reason it's difficult is because there's so much development. The subcontractors and the contractors, most of them work for the big developers, right? And so there's not a lot who are independent and work for independent projects like ours. Um, and so the ones that do are very expensive or they don't respect your schedule or they're not qualified or whatever it is. So it's very difficult to find those, those few rock stars uh, in and among the contractors who are willing to do the type of projects that we're doing. And so... Uh, I, we think that we've found a, a great team. We have a, a few more pieces to the puzzle that need to be put in place. And so uh, that's exciting. And so we are opening a new firm here in North, North Carolina, but it's not going to be client-based. It's going to be used for development and real estate investment. We're going to do those flips. We're going to build a portfolio of rentals. And then we're going to move down into Southern Waxhaw, develop our 18 acres um, and so we are so excited. We are so excited about being here. We're happy to be here. Although the weather, the weather is not what they promised. For years they've been telling us, oh, come down to Carolina. It's going to be so warm during the, during the early winters, throughout the winters. It's been freezing here. It's just as cold as New York, I've been checking. So they lied. <laughs> I know they didn't lie. It's a cold. So it's cold. It's cold. And so, uh, but I'm happy. We're very happy here. We're excited about being here. That's the update for our North Carolina construction project. I hope you enjoy these occasional updates, an occasional break from what's happening here at Entree Architect Podcast. Um, if you like it, post it in the, in the show notes. You know, it's episode 298. Uh, go over there and let me know what you think about uh, these sort of more personal episodes about what's happening with me and our project and my family and, and what our plans are for the future. So if you've done anything like this, you know, big move or starting a new construction company or starting a new architecture company from scratch after you've done it for decades, um, I would love to know your experience. So go to entrearchitect.com slash episode 298 and share your thoughts, share your experiences. Uh, and let me know what I should be looking out for and watching out for and, uh, and let me know. So stay tuned. I'll keep you updated. 
here all through this process. As we, Probably the next time you'll hear an update on the podcast about this situation is when the House is finished and that we're launching the next phase here in North Carolina. And I'll talk about what our plans are for development and the flips and the, uh, the portfolio that we hope to build in rentals. That's the plan. I'm excited about it. I hope you're excited about it. Um, if you're if you're planning similar things, I'd love to sort of compare notes. So let me know. Reach out to me. Let me know what your thoughts are, what your plans are, and I will keep you posted on mine as well. So I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. Hey, before we wrap up here, I just wanted to let you know that coming soon is a new course. We just wrapped up the Entree Architect One Day Planning uh, workshop which we did uh, last week or two weeks ago uh, to great success. Fewer people than I expected, but we had a really good um, uh, session for that one day. And what, we're, what we've done and, and what we're doing is we're putting together a course based on what we did at the workshop. Uh, and so it'll be easier to access for you. You can do it on your own time. So watch for that in the next few days. Um, and Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is coming. The holidays are coming. We're also going to put together some bundles for you. I don't like the term Black Friday or Cyber Monday, so I'm not going to call it that. But it's going to happen right around that time. So watch for it in your feed, in your email. We'll be posting it on social media. Uh, but you can get some some really great uh, some bundles of some of the services and the products that we have to offer here at Entree Architect. And watch out for this new course based on the one-day planning workshop. Uh, it's going to be very, very powerful and help you put together a plan for 2020 on your time. So watch for that at entrearchitect.com. We'll post it right there on the homepage, and you'll be able to access it uh, from entrearchitect.com. Hey, as the holidays are rolling around here, I want to remind you, love, learn, share. That's all you need to know. Have a great week. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris owners of Level Studio Architecture are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then you know in your head you've rooted like oh i'm connected to these people like long term the process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges demanding meticulous planning flawless execution and unyielding resilience i kind of hate the term because it's so overly used but i think everybody knows imposter syndrome 
And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.